0: Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Katz and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby.
1: Well, this is John Katz and we got a load full of of people in our studio today, and Guys, all I can say is, are you ready to get it off your chest? We have Congressman Peter King. We have uh, Ed Cox, GOP chairman, and Judge Richard Weinberg. And on my side, we have Rita Cosby. Are you ready
2: to get it off your chest? Well, there's a lot to get off today. Uh, By the way, everybody, we are waiting uh, for the vote. Uh, that could happen. This is the vote on the potential impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. That's going to happen at any minute. So as soon as that happens, we're going to bring that but to before, you.
1: Before we even start, we got RFK coming on. Yes, RFK but, is going to be joining we start, us. Let's talk about what we want to get off our chest. I understand in Harvard today, or not in Harvard in Boston. in
2: Boston, Massachusetts, the Boston Mayor—what's in her name? Oh God, John, this is incredible! Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. She is the first Asian American woman uh, to be there yes. to serve on the city council. She put out a secret. No whites, Christmas party, whites. In other words, you had to be black
1: to be invited? Yes. yeah, Asian. yeah and, Asian. and Asian Wait, wait, wait. The Harvard geniuses made a mistake and sent it to everybody. Yeah,
2: this is the funniest thing. A, is, the aides accidentally sent the email invite uh, meant for electeds of, of, color. of uh, color. And, of and color. by okay. accident, it went out to everybody. So, so, you, so this, uh, this Boston mayor has egg on her face today. Now, the other, other item.
1: That we 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 were uh, talking about uh, readers. Is what
2: is the big threat, of course, to the homeland? Sadly, there are huge. All the agencies, all the three letter agencies, are saying they are very worried about well, a lone wolf. And they wolf. finally
1: find out that Netanyahu knew that there was payoffs, but I by with Iran to uh, the, and the Mullers uh, to the Hamas. And, and now I, we wonder how many are here, wait, John. Wait, wow. wait, wait. And I've been saying that for, for weeks. On, on. Now, the, what I didn't know, that it's been going on for a long time, and the only time the mullahs pressed the button is what I said before, is when Saudi Arabia was going to make a deal with Israel, and then the mullahs being Shiite said, no effing way. Right.
2: Is, no that the, is, that, is, way.
1: is that the politically not, correct way to say it? That's the most diplomatic hey, way. Hey, and, and, and what happened is the rest of the Palestinian people suffered. All the Palestinian people suffered. All of Israel suffered. And the Persians suffered. You know what I call the Persians? The civilized Iranians. And there's a lot of good ones there that, that yes. wanted to
2: rise up. Let's not forget the moment also when Obama let them so if everybody, you, you don't hear this
1: in any other station. You hear it right here on WABC because nobody other, nobody else knows how to interpret this whole situation. The
3: Persians, as you say, love Americans. The right. population yeah. of Iran yeah. loves Americans. Yes, People it's the mullahs. This. Yes, it's the yeah. mullahs. And you know problem. what
1: else I call the mullahs? It's the, 20,
2: the Osama bin Laden's of 2023. Which is why we have to let Israel do its job and go after the bad guys. The funders tell that, tell and... Tell that to Joe Biden, would I you know. please? What a mess. See, well, he seems to
4: have missed that entirely. He
2: sure has. Well, joining us now to talk about the big presidential race is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who, of course, is an independent presidential candidate. And he's gotten some great news. Some of these new polls coming out really put him in a three-way race with Trump and Biden. And uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., it's great to have you here on Cats and Cosby. Hey,
5: Rita. Hey, John. Happy to be back. You know what? Well, and- I'm happy
1: uh, to talk to you and uh, have a Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a great Christmas and and I hope you stay safe. I mean, I can't believe that the, the
2: the White House won't give you Secret Service. I mean, stay safe. Yeah, what is going on with that, Robert? You have asked multiple times. You've even had break-ins at your house. This is crazy.
6: Yeah,
5: I I think they're, they're playing hardball. We, we've had now. Three separate break-ins at my house. We had a, you know, this guy who um, who gave this very sort of um, uh, pretty menacing TikTok video saying he may not come back from this mission, and then showed up at my at a speech that I was doing in Los Angeles, and I uh, asked to be escorted to meet, meet me. In my green room, and luckily he was wearing a U.S. Marshal badge and he had federal ID on his belt. And luckily, having uh, the their security people who are out protecting me at, at a, a high cost, I noticed that his badge was partic- was too shiny, and um, and they uh, they pulled him aside, and he had two. Uh, two pistols and shoulder holsters, and then he had another uh, backpack on with another laser sighted pistol. All of them had full magazines. He had a lot of extra magazines and a lot of other weapons on him. So um, we've asked repeatedly for Secret Service protection. Uh, Everybody who's ever been asked at this stage, uh, with my kind of polling, has been given it. Um, my uncle was given it 540 days out. President Obama, Barack Obama was given it same, over 500 days out. Almost anybody, Mitt Romney, Newt Gingrich, you know, all, almost anybody. And who's how many days are we
2: now? Less than a year. Well, less we're a- now
5: yeah, less than a year.
2: Wow. And it's I, disgraceful. And, and yeah. I understand your polling is great. Tell us about the polling, uh, uh, yeah you Regina. know what we, yeah we've got some great news by the way and I know you know this polls but the a three-way race this is Siena poll um where uh you garner 24% uh Trump is 35 uh, Biden not too far behind but that is a three-man race and then also uh Politico has you grabbing a huge amount also younger voters seem to be going to you Robert F Kennedy
5: yeah, there's three polls now, the New York Times, CNN Siena poll, the Quinnipiac poll, and the Harvard-Harris poll, and they show. I, you know, I win among all Americans under 45. I beat both Trump and Biden in a three-way race. I, um, I win among independent voters, which is the largest cohort right now. They're for the first presidential campaign in history. They are larger than either Republican or Democrat. I'm in a three-way tie essentially with Hispanic voters. I, I, I beat everybody and women who have uh, in mothers who have children at home. The only group that I, I lose with are baby boomers. And um, that, you know, I think that's because they're not listening to that. They're getting their news from and uh, MSNBC and CNN. And they're not looking, uh, you know, they're not, Watching long form interviews, and I'm not allowed on those stations to date. But CNN has now agreed next week to put me on for the first time. So um, maybe that's maybe that's beginning to break.
2: You know, that's amazing, Robert. You talked about sort of the the media blackout. Um it's incredible what you have been doing because people are thirsting for alternatives. Um the other thing too is the pledge. I know you want to have people go to Kennedy24.com uh, so they can pledge your signature. They're trying to block you out on the ballots across the country. Talk about that because that clearly shows you're a threat to them.
5: Yeah, they're trying to I mean they you know, we had to litigate at Utah We did get on the ballot yesterday in Utah, so we submitted our signatures, but they've made it very, very difficult, uh, impossible for most people to ever challenge the two-party system. You know, each state has different rules, and it's kind of this Byzantine mishmash of of impediments that they try to put in your way to make sure that there are no independent candidates. But we're going to do it. I will be on the ballot in all 50 states plus the District of Columbia. It's going to cost a lot of money. President Trump and President Biden get on the ballot for free. It's going to cost me about $15 million to do it. But, you know, we're raising money. The last last quarter I raised, my campaign raised more money than either President Trump or President Biden. Wow. And the money is coming from people you know, as the, wow. the Wall Street Journal showed, that it's coming from people who have never given to any campaign before. So it's a lot of sort of new voters who are being uh, who, are, who are who are being drawn back into the system, which is nice.
1: Bobby, question: Has no labels been chasing you or ignoring you? Or is there they, they, no, they, they want to do no a labels?
5: Lead. No labels does uh, is not interested in my candidacy. I think they already have have no labels as a more corporate um, uh, sort of they're they're corporate Democrats. They're from the corporate wing of the Democratic Party. And I don't think they're interested in progressive candidates.
2: Wow. You know, um, Robert, I know you just have about a minute or so left with us. Um, you're also message to folks listening out there, and, and how do you see the next few months going? Because obviously, we're going to see all the different primaries. Where, what sort of give us the walkthrough of where you're mapping it out? Well,
5: we're you know, I'm not going to be in any primaries because they're in the you right. know, as an independent, I don't go to primaries. But it's an advantage for me, kind of that you know that they're making me. Get on the ballot in every state because we have to put together a volunteer army. We have we have more volunteers than any other campaign. We have two hundred fifty thousand volunteers, and we're going to use deploy those volunteers to collect enough signatures to get us on the ballot in all of those states. And then you know we're going to have that army ready in next November when it comes time to get out the vote. So you know I feel. I feel very optimistic and uh, you know and the polls are we're seeing, we're we're getting huge crowds, I'm actually driving across Missouri right now, we had a giant crowd in Lincoln, Nebraska last night, I, I have another big ballot rally in Kansas City tonight, I've been in the last six days, I've been to Tampa Salt Lake, Atlanta Sarasota uh, and i uh, and, uh, and Omaha and Lincoln and you know in a lot of other places we're just getting enormous crowds in each, each spot. So I'm very very happy and inspired by all the energy and passion.
1: Well, your 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 uncle was a fighter. Your father was a fighter.
2: Keep fighting and stay safe. And keep us posted, Robert. Come back right. again soon. And and everybody go to Kennedy24.com. And um, yes. Bravo to you. You are making enormous headway. This is terrific.
5: Thank you, Rita. Thank you, John. And Kennedy24.com. Thank you very, very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk with you real soon, Robert. Thanks so much. And, uh, John, after the break, we're going to be talking to uh, Councilman Bob Holden, of course, from Queens. Uh, you know all those uh, scooters that we see every single place all over New York City? Well, he is wanting to make them basically the drivers accountable and identifiable because, you know, judge, people get slammed. You see them everywhere. They're going in every direction. We you don't passed, know who they are. Terrible. Passed,
7: Absolutely
4: terrible. Listen, you, we passed a law years ago on bicycles on the sidewalk, making a misdemeanor. The city council did under Peter Vallone's leadership. And when de Blasio became mayor, he told the NYPD to stop enforcing that law crazy is that a threat to public safety when you're walking on a street you get hit by a bike there are like almost as many bikes as cars these
3: days on speaking the
7: yeah and also driving they're coming in and out of cars going the wrong way right. coming at you're going sideways oh,
3: then every every yeah.
2: different direction yeah. they're
3: coming. you have to look every which way before you cross the like street even on the, the side- sidewalk, yeah, sidewalk yeah.
2: it's <laughs> dangerous it is yeah. downright dangerous we're going to talk about that and also ed you're going to give us an update on the redistricting and you what it means mess. for everybody that's after the break
0: A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: Well, we are back here on Cats and Cosby. And boy, is it crazy just walking in the streets of New York. It's like you're looking at every turn because of these crazy scooters everywhere. It's so dangerous, John. I mean, every time you're worried about cars or kidding, about scooters, there's no control over them. They, they, they
1: kill, they, they try to kill people. They they're going up the wrong ways, down the wrong Go ways. Go through the they lights no on, side, on the sidewalk. They. I mean, uh, even the president uh, of WABC uh, yesterday had a uh, somebody try to kill him almost. Yeah, thank goodness he I survived. It is out of control.
2: It is out of control. Well, joining us now is New York City Councilman Bob Holden, Democrat of Queens. Councilman Holden, I am so I was so happy to see uh that you are pushing a bill now here, right? To what? uh what would make a difference on with the scooters because you have no idea who these people are
6: right you and it's a wild west out there yeah. i mean it's crazy <laughs> so we have no idea they hit people all the time every day uh and it's been going on for now a couple of years and we don't know who they are like you said so i'm my bill 758 in the new york city council which which was introduced in october of last year by the way i got 32 sponsors you know, a good majority of the New York city council, that means it'll pass, but I can't get a hearing. I can't get a hearing and I can't get it addressed by the transportation committee. Why?
2: The question is why, obviously why
6: transportation alternatives has, has a kind of a, a, a stranglehold on many members <laughs> of the city council. Uh, they, they don't, they think by the way, transportation alternatives, um, thinks that if I, if you have to register your, your e-bike, um, that less people will ride e-bikes and more people will, will drive cars. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Um, first of all, how many, there's a lot more cars than e-bikes and they're required by, you know, uh, autos are required and trucks are required to have registration, insurance, everything, license plates. So come on. So I have again, 32 sponsors, but not only are they a danger in the streets of New York City to pedestrians, and by the way, the most dangerous place to be in New York City is in a crosswalk nowadays. Yeah. But but okay. not only getting are, out of it, a,
1: a taxi cab and trying to get to the yeah. sidewalk.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Almost every New Yorker has either been hit. Or almost hit. I was almost hit the other day uh, crossing by my office. Some guy you know, blew a light in it on an e-bike, and I felt the wind go by, a breeze, and I thought, oh, my God, that was like a foot away from me.
3: So, Councilman, but, Ed, Ed Cox here. So uh, you get hit, hey, and let's say the, the electric bike just keeps on going. Is that a hit-and-run such that they have the li- same liability as a car hit-and-run?
6: Right, yes, but the police are not keeping track of this. I had so many victims that had been hit, and they said, well, you know, we don't know who they are. You, we're not going to even report this. Are you kidding? So, you know, I, I've and tried lower, to – It lowers
1: arrest rates.
6: Right. There's, again, there's <laughs> we don't even know that. They're not even keeping track of that. They they don't even count it as as an accident like they would like if a motor vehicle hit you. But here's the problem. They take these e-bikes home or e-vehicles, e- and there's other, other things other than e-bikes. As you know, you see every contraption in the world now on the streets of New York City. But it's, they're killing people in their homes while they sleep because they're charging these e-bike batteries, and 18 people have died this year. That's ridiculous. 200, by the way, a couple of hundred people have been injured by these things. When is this going to stop? When are we going to st- say, and it's real, I'm blaming the, the actually the, the governor and the Senate Majority Leader, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, and Assembly Speaker, Carl Heastie. Because I I wrote to them, uh, again, uh, I think it was June, May or June, I never got an answer. All three of them. Wow. Well, said, talk- we, we need the Department of Motor Vehicles, really. I shouldn't have to do this, or we shouldn't have to do this in a city council. This mm-hmm. should be the Department of Motor Vehicles requiring that any e-mobility vehicle should be registered and insured.
2: Yeah, 1,000%. Everybody, we're talking to New York City Councilman Bob Holden, uh, Judge Weinberg. Um uh- Bob, I agree
4: with you. I think it should be a state law. But with respect to your law, don't you still have rules in city council on a petition or a motion to discharge so you can get it out of the committee to get it on the floor for a vote? Or do they change the rules since I left city council? No,
6: you, we, we can do that. But we have to – what happens when you do that, you'll lose some people off your bill. They'll say you shouldn't have to force the speaker to do this. So there's a lot of people, as you know, that have, have allegiance to the speaker where they don't want to go against her. They, so go, they
1: go. They go against problem. the speaker. They get their their budget cut, or they get yeah, their allocation yeah. for their community cut. Right. They right. Get their so you know, again, cut. They 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 get their you might
6: lose cut. people. So I I need two more. I had thirty four. By the way, that's that would require a hearing when I reach thirty four. That's the rules in the council. Then transportation alternatives pick two people off. You know, two <laughs> council members off the bill. They th- they threaten them. They said we're not going to support you, and you know if you run again and. Some of them are young council members and they dropped off. Two of them dropped off. Wow.
2: Hey, Bob, us, Bob, go Bob, ahead, Peter King.
7: Yeah, Bob, this is Pete King. First of all, congratulations on the great job you do. God, I wish there were more people Thank like Bob Holder. Thank as, you, as a Bob. Queens guy, I really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> does, does City Hall have any position on this?
6: They um again, they you know, they they have this uh, you know obviously the transportation commissioner, Adonis Rodriguez. Is in with transportation alternatives, so mm. they're taking no position. I've asked them over and over again, but I think you know the mayor is preoccupied at this point. Yeah. So I don't know if if we're going to actually get it by the end of the year, but I'm going to have to start all over again in the new council in January, uh, Congressman, because I you know you know how hard it is to get 32 council yep. members from all different walks of life. You got the far left of you know and the right, and so I got everyone on that that you know from all different persuasions, um, yet. Uh, I can't get this bill heard. You know, I want
2: to ask you, Councilman, too, also, how many of these people that are on these bikes uh, are migrants? I mean, do we even know? How do you track them down? Uh, are they staying at a shelter? What are they, Where are they? They seem to well, be, uh, a lot of them don't seem to speak English.
6: Yeah, you can always find, a, you can always know where the shelter is for migrants when you see the bikes lined up outside. Uh, that they're working off the books again, that's there. And that's, they're even encouraged to work off the books. I thought that was illegal by the way, but the city actually is encouraging, uh, encouraging them to, you know, work off the books. I've heard that. I've heard city officials say that to people. So this is, this is insane what's going on in New York city. We're, we're losing the city. Uh, and this is one way we're losing it because you, if you lo- you go out into the streets, They're not abiding by any traffic laws whatsoever, these e-bikes and scooters and mopeds and you name it.
2: Absolutely. Well, Councilman Holden... Thank you so much for joining us. You keep us posted on this because this is something I think it affects every single New Yorker. Yeah. And, and John was just saying, I mean, we were just talking how many people we, I can think of like 20 people who've been hit by uh, an e-bike or something in the last few days. It is really scary. Thank you so much for fighting the good fight. Thank,
6: Thank you everyone.
2: Thank you forget. very much. And Ed Cox, speaking of the good fight, uh, you're leading the charge on the redistricting.
3: You bet. Uh, you know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And that's what's happened in Albany. <laughs> Last year, The uh, they used their power in the legislature to gerrymander Republicans only four seats. That's all he would have gotten. One thing they didn't corrupt was the courts, though. So we took them right up to the highest court, and we won. A special mastery drew the districts. We fought hard, competitive districts, and we won 11 seats rather than four, into which they would have gerrymented. Well, they didn't like that too much. Hakim Jeffries, uh, now the minority leader in the legislature in the Congress, he wants said, to be the speaker. Uh, that's right. He wants to be <laughs> yes. speaker, and he said, "Oh, it's racist. It's racist." Well, it's not racist. It was just good
2: districts. Now, explain why people out there listening need to care, Um because this is a big deal, and we're talking about the balance of power. We're waiting right now for the vote. Obviously, the potential imbalance of power the, in
4: the United States, and, and about the way, future John, of John, this country.
2: Nothing would happen to your point. What we've talked about is nothing would happen in terms of impeachment inquiry, any of these things, if it weren't for the Republicans having if a slim it were majority. were for the
3: fact that we won eleven seats here in New York rather than four seats, that's seven extra seats that we everything got. Everything would be in buried. a fair fight. Everything
4: would be buried, Ed. Yeah, absolutely. Everything you'd never know about the Biden influence peddling scandal. It'd all be buried. The same way they kept Miranda Devine off the pages and they wouldn't give her any airtime when she was right about the laptop from hell.
2: You mean how like uh, Robert F. Kennedy just told us that uh, CNN hasn't put right. him on yet? Yeah, they make it a non-person.
4: make it a non-issue. And by the way, this the sad thing, and, and Ed appreciates this as a congressman, the sad thing is the New York Court of Appeals yep. has always had a reputation for being one of the great courts in this country. What they have done by this decision – is sullied the reputation of that court and is not holding the new chief judge in good stead as an honorable, honest man. If you read that decision, that's total nonsense. The fact of the matter is that it was a simple decision to make the Constitution. The state of New York makes it very clear when the lines are drawn, it lasts for 10 years. Wow. And it book. hasn't
2: been 10 years. This was just recently. So for
4: 50-odd pages, they engaged in nonsense to justify a political result.
3: Well, That's because they is. didn't
2: like it. They didn't like it.
3: So. <laughs> Only the way a good judge like his honor here could state it very clearly. Well,
2: but they went judge shopping, right? I mean, it seems sure. like they went, that, that to me sounds really fishy. Ed.
3: Uh, no, no, no doubt about it. It's, it's worse than that. The governor put in a meekest right. and by golly, two of the three that overturned the district court that was in our favor uh, two of the three judges happened to be up for reappointment by the governor What next a surprise, year. surprise, How surprise, Pete King, yeah.
2: surprise. I mean, you know,
7: following up with what Judge Weinberg said, when I was in law school around the same you know, a couple of years ahead, ahead, ahead. How
2: many years ahead?
7: Uh, probably that's about a, three four. That's a okay. confidential
4: <laughs> communication. That's a confidential <laughs> communication.
7: Right. So having said that, the New York Court of Appeals is the equivalent of the U.S. Supreme Court. Exactly. When you, oh, when you were studying, and nobody ever considered left or right, conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican. It was probably the most straight court in the United States of America and had I giants yeah, but, absolutely yeah men and women have, on that
4: court who are giants
3: yes. so where do you
2: think it's going Ed? where do you like for people listening out there and i mean this is going to take at least what a few months that, to that, go through that, the process that,
3: this this terrible uh, uh, order is that the commission independent redistribution has to go into action again and has to go through all their considerations and uh, then in the legislature will re-gerrymander and then we'll challenge it again and meanwhile there's confusion how would you know as a member of of congress what your district is what are you going to do yeah
2: Yeah, how do you decide that i mean that is how do you know which area where the lines drawn? drawn
3: also you may have
7: two or three incumbent congressmen now put into one district Wow. Thing. Yeah, yeah when well, they're exactly. crossing over each
2: other, yeah. sort of, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a crazy situation. Yeah.
7: It's going to be very hard to find but, candidates. But the
3: worst long-term thing is what his honor here pointed out, appeals. what Richard pointed out, and that is the corruption of the Court of Appeals for the first time in that prestigious court's history.
2: Yeah, it just and, seems so wrong, yeah, so the, political. The Senate, the Senate
3: forced on the governor that's the chief judge that they wanted, The, the they, uh, and that chief judge then recouped someone in. And, who, and by the way, they who, put in
4: for the seventh vote, they put in exactly. the presiding justice of the first department, Runwick, and guess where she comes out of? She comes out of the Bronx political machine of Democratic With Party. Hasty. Okay, and who is she beholden to? The Bronx machine was controlled sure. by Hasty, who's now the— Assembly Speaker. So what do you think
2: happened here? It's called the fix is in.
3: The fix is in, but unfortunately, the the Court of Appeals of the state of New York, the most prestigious common law court in the world, has been greatly diminished, and that hurts New York in the
2: long term. It does. Wow. Uh, Thank you, Ed Cox. Everybody, we're going to continue after the break. Uh, We're talking to Steve Forbes about the economy, Uh, some big news on Tesla, recalling basically all of their cars. And we're going to be talking to Andy McCarthy on the latest Hunter Biden, Joe Biden news. A lot more ahead on Cats and Cosby.
0: You're commuting home with Cats and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Well, the market went gangbusters today after the news from the Fed. And joining us now to talk about all of this is the great economist, our dear friend, Steve Forbes, of course, uh editor-in-chief of Forbes and so much more. Presidential candidate, too, as well. And, uh Steve, it's wonderful to have you here. This is Rita Cosby. Uh, your reaction to, first of all, what we heard from the Fed today. This is uh, good news, but I think it's all about politics.
8: Uh, well, it's good to be with you, Rita, and you're right, it is about politics. Uh, no coincidence that an election year is coming up, and uh, lo and behold, the Federal Reserve uh, wants to uh, uh, change gradually from Scrooge to Santa Claus without uh, overtly messing up the economy. This is not the first time the Fed has played politics, as you know. In 2022, when uh, Powell was trying to uh, get reappointment, he increased the money supply. And used a gimmick to try to mitigate it, but he increased the money supply to keep interest rates low, so the White House would look upon him favorably. And uh, he's done some strange things in the past, so uh, he's not a friend of Republicans. He does have a predilection, even though uh, he was appointed by uh, reappointed by uh, the uh, by President Trump, or appointed originally by President Trump. So uh, yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But the market loves it. So- yeah.
2: So the market Steve, was gangbusters today. The, and the market's
3: taken off, and they expect interest rates to go down. But, look, core CPI is still at 4%, and uh, the 10-year uh, government bond is at 4% also. How can that be? It's got to be a premium over inflation, certainly. The, uh, is the Fed getting way ahead of itself?
8: Uh, well, they, they would look at the shorter rates and say uh, they're above the uh – rate that uh, uh, eventually of the rate of inflation and they think that the uh, price increases are uh, not going up as much but uh, i i don't think politically it's going to make much difference in 2024 most people feel the country's in the wrong direction most people feel they're paying more and uh, not getting as much for their money even when you see a decline in prices of gasoline people know that can change very quickly But they see other things going up, health care costs going up, education costs going up. So they're not in a happy mood.
2: Well, and also, by the way, panic is going up. Steve Forbes, I saw you earlier today uh, talking about Biden's failed foreign policy uh, towards Israel. Uh, To me, it is shameful that he came out recently and was criticizing the Netanyahu government. Here they are fighting Hamas. Uh, I mean, this is just the waffling and the undermining. Your thoughts of, of how dangerous that is?
8: Well, what it does is encourages our adversaries. It encourages Putin that he's going to win the war in Ukraine. Adver- encourages uh, of Xi Jinping in China that his pressure on Taiwan ultimately is going to pay off. And in the meantime, he can squeeze us out of the Pacific and start to once again browbeat the countries like the Philippines into uh, acknowledging that Beijing in the, is, uh, has to be kowtowed to. So, uh, and then with Israel, it's absolutely outrageous that uh, Biden would say they need a new government. They have a unity government during the war. We all know that when the war is over, that uh, there'll be a change. Uh, Netanyahu, I think, will suffer the same fate that Golda Meir did at the 1973 Yom Kippur War. When that was out of the way, a few months later, she had to step down. I think Netanyahu knows that. But in the meantime, they're going to prosecute the war fully because Hamas is many ways as bad or worse than the Nazis. They don't have the power that uh, Germany had in World War Two, but they certainly have the inclination and the uh, blood desire to destroy Israel and uh, kill the Jews.
4: Steve, it's Richard Weinberg. When They tell you they want to kill you and they keep doing it over and over again. They keep coming back. What does the Biden administration expect Israel to do? Just let them take over Gaza again and wait for the next big attack?
8: Well, that's what's so preposterous about it. Uh, You know, they say, oh, you know, free uh, the Palestinians. Well, Gaza was given its. uh, As you know, Israel withdrew from Gaza in 2005. Uh, The Hamas quickly took over thereafter. Uh, they poison the education and everything else. And Israel, as you also know, goes out of its way to avoid civilian casualties. Their uh, troops often take casualties uh, be, try to, uh, in an attempt to avoid uh, having uh, civilians uh, get wounded or, or, or killed. But they get no credit for it. And no matter what they do, part of the world is always going to hate them. And that's why the Biden administration's just got to shut its mouth, give Israel what it needs to do the job, and uh, that'll make for a better world. And by the way, behind the scenes, I know uh, the the Arabs, many of them in Saudi Arabia and in the uh, in, in the Gulf states, other than Qatar, are want Hamas destroyed and, and they I, want Iran to uh, dominate the region.
3: By the way, Ed Cox here, and the Arab street is quiet. It's not making any – I mean, the universities are making more noise than the Arab street is.
2: Especially Harvard and, and UPenn.
3: Exactly. <laughs> uh, and what the coin of the realm in uh, in the Mideast is strength. And of Israel wiping out Hamas, uh, there will be a quiet cheer going up all across the Mideast, and it will – the possibilities of putting together the abraham accords with saudi arabia actually don't you think that those possibilities still exist
8: yes uh what what, what the arabs want other than a handful like the syrians and the qatarians is uh, to have uh, iran's ambitions curbed. and uh, at some point which gets no coverage now a big hard decision has to be made are they going to allow iran to become a nuclear power and I don't think the Israelis are going to stand for it. So we uh, hopefully will have by then a president who uh, will have the backbone to realize this should have been dealt with 10 or 12 years ago. But they cannot let the I told us have the bomb.
2: Yeah, you need a president uh, with I call it a cojones. <laughs> <laughs> <Very good>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah. diplomatic way. Peter King. Good.
8: Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I'm just
7: thinking: what does happen if Iran does get the nuclear weapon? What does that mean as far as the world economy? Apart from the military aspect, how do you see that impacting the world economy?
8: Well, it's going to hurt the world economy because it means the world becomes more unstable. When you have a more unstable world, it means less prosperity. And uh, that's another thing they overlook. And so with Iran uh, controlling with the bomb, they figure they'll control the oil Middle East, uh, which will put uh, and that'll enable Russia and others to put pressure on Europe. And when you have a hostile political environment... That means less prosperity.
7: Also combined with U.S. oil production being restricted by Biden also.
2: Yeah, and they're making another
8: insane thing they're doing
2: while Iran is uh, getting two billion dollars a week uh, because of uh, the lack of sanctions. It's outrageous. Steve Forbes, thank you so much for being with us. We love having you on.
8: Good to be with you and keep the faith. Oh,
2: thank you. You You too, my friend. Thanks so much. And uh, John, I understand uh, there's some big developments on the car recalls and the dismal results from EVs. Who do you have? What is today is Peter Campbell. He's with the Financial
1: Times, and uh, he is the global motor industry correspondent. In other words, whatever goes on in the whole world, Peter knows about it and knows what's going on. Well, today, Tesla uh, said they're recalling every vehicle, just about every vehicle they ever sold, like $2 uh uh peter campbell what, what what goes on with these uh teslas uh thanks it's great to be with you again so when they say recall
9: it's very easy to get the image of you know cars going into a garage and waiting for spare parts and it's all takes a long time and is very expensive what tesla's doing is they're rolling out a software fix for almost all the cars they ever sold in the u.s and it's over um, it's over a system that they have that allows cars to stay in lane and accelerate and brake themselves, which Tesla calls autopilot. Um, we can get onto the naming of that in a second, but there was a there was an investigation by the uh, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration into Teslas that had accidents while using this system, and the regulator NHTSA has said that they have to recall or they have to fix these two million vehicles, not because there's anything wrong with the driving systems in them, but because of the way the car monitors the driver while this system's in operation. Now, it's kind of quite important to understand that whenever this autopilot system is turned on, the driver still has to remain in control. You have to keep your eyes on the road. You have to keep your hands on the wheel. And what mitsa the regulator, said was that this system is open to uh, not being used properly, that Tesla's safety warnings have to be much bigger. And so if you're driving along in it and you turn on autopilot and you take your hands off the wheel, And Tesla has to give you much bigger warnings uh, to put your hands back on the wheel and to pay attention. And there have been there have been several accidents using this technology. Uh, There have been several fatalities involving this technology. And it's almost always been when people were not paying attention properly or were using it in the wrong place. Right. This technology is supposed to work between white lines on lanes. But if people are using it in the wrong place, you know, the car will sometimes go in the wrong direction. So that's what that's what comes down to the heart of this.
1: Uh, understood. Uh, you know, the only time, you know, I I, I I don't own an Uber. I don't plan to own an Uber. Uh, but uh, when I'm using, um, I mean, I meant a Tesla. But when I'm, um, the only time I'm in a Tesla is when I'm using Uber. And um, uh, the only time I get nervous is you have to press a button that's electric to have the door open and I said to the driver, well if your power is off what opens the door if you press the button have you ever had that experience, uh, Peter? You've had, uh, it's true all of the the, uh, systems
9: inside Tesla use uh, electronics, I mean that's actually quite common for a lot of other cars as well, you see other electric cars have similar systems, Uh, there have been issues in the past with some Tesla cars, people were unable to get out of them, broadly that's uh, you know, much much less of an issue than uh, the potential for um, yeah the fix on the autopilot system that we've been uh, hearing about from the regulator. I and mean, it is just worth saying one thing uh, on that on the on the self-driving uh, system is that actually it's incredibly easy when you're a driver and the system is turned on to think that the car is driving itself, when it's it's not. And to think that the system is much more effective than it is. And so this is why Tesla needs to have these much bigger warnings in the vehicle to try and keep people alert, to try and keep them, you know, focused on the road when they're behind the wheel.
1: I was with some friends the other day. Uh, they're they're CEO of a very large insurance company. And uh, they were concerned that uh, with all the fires uh, uh, electric car electric vehicles were having, And I said to them, what happens if you own a private home and you have a fire uh, in the garage? Are you going to be insuring the homes? And uh, he didn't have an answer for that. It's true that we've seen uh, insurance costs for
9: electric vehicles increase faster than other insurance costs for other vehicles. Uh, although still, you know, the uh, the number of electric vehicle fires is incredibly small compared to the number of electric vehicles. It's just that every time there is a fire, uh, the media writes about it. right? So that's partly our fault. Apologies. Um, but there is, uh, you know, so that might have created the impression that electric vehicles are far more likely to go up in flames than other vehicles. But the insurance industry uh, finds that repairing electric vehicles is very expensive. That's true. And so that's why insurance costs have gone up a lot for EVs compared to for gas vehicles. Um, but, there, you know, there is this perception around EV fires, which is uh, which is broadly not fair, I think.
1: Uh, I understand about fair and not fair, but everybody uh, worries. And that's what uh, it's all about sometimes. But Peter Campbell. Thank you for your update. I look forward to talking to you more about updates in the automobile industry. And the Financial Times is a worldwide paper. And thank you for your input. Thanks very much.
2: All right. Thank you, Peter and John. And coming up, we're going to have, it looks like, the vote on the impeachment inquiry, whether it is formalized or not, against President Biden and the latest on Hunter Biden. Big, huge stuff. Andy McCarthy after the break.
0: It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC.
2: And just in the House of Representatives has launched an official impeachment probe of President Biden. It was a party line vote, uh, 221 to 212. Sailing through, again, party line vote, they will officially now formally have an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. And uh, joining us now to talk about all of this is Andy McCarthy. He is a former assistant U.S. attorney, Southern District of New York. Uh, Andy McCarthy, uh, this is a historic day.
10: Yeah, it's, and it's important, Rita, because if you're going to go down this route, uh, it's important to have the full House. Authorize this. The Constitution reposes the impeachment power in the House, not the Speaker. So it was important to get this done if they're going to go down this path.
2: You know, one of the things, Andy McCarthy, uh, earlier, uh, there was a, a thumbing of the nose at some of these subpoenas. And we saw Hunter Biden show up, too, remember, because he comes up, uh, ironically, of course, we'll get into this later. He goes to the Senate side, not the House side, so he can't be pulled in by the Sergeant of Arms. But there was a lot of references from the White House. Well, we're not going to hand over information. We're not going to allow witnesses to go because there's, quote, not an official probe. They can't use that as an excuse anymore, right, Andy McCarthy?
10: No, that's right. They're down now, Rita, to, you know, raw politics as their defense. And what I mean by that is the the Biden administration understands that the president can get hurt by this investigation. In fact, I think the polls show he's been profoundly hurt by it over the last 10 months. But there's only so much damage they can do to him in the sense that, If the Republicans had this much trouble just getting an investigation authorized, it's hard to imagine that they'll get enough votes to actually file articles of impeachment. But even if they could do that, everybody knows he'll never get impeached and removed because you need a two-thirds supermajority in the Senate, which the Democrats control. So since he knows he's not going to be impeached, disqualified, and removed, I imagine he will continue thumbing his nose. Uh, At the committee, at least to some uh, important extent. And we'll just have to see how that goes. I think the main thing for the committee and for the Republicans is they want a proceeding in which Biden's corruption is scrutinized to be going on at the same time that the Biden Justice Department is trying to put Trump through this gauntlet in the criminal justice system.
3: So Andrew McCarthy, Ed Cox here, does this increase the power of the subpoena and the ability to enforce it with the Justice Department?
10: It does because and in a in a impeachment the um, Congress is allowed to act as kind of a grand jury and actually investigate <laughs> crime. Usually Congress doesn't have any authority to do that. They have to have a legislative purpose for what they're doing. But the Constitution makes impeachable offenses, treason, bribery, and high crimes and misdemeanors, and they're allowed to investigate that. So this does give them some more muscle.
7: Andy, this is Pete King. With all the information that's come out over the last few years, do you see a smoking gun possibly be there that would actually shock the public, or is everyone numb by now?
10: You know, Pete, every time I think that we've – Seen the bottom of this, something else outrageous comes around. And I I have to say that, uh, you know, they've done this kind of backwards from the way that a prosecutor would have done it. And I don't blame them for that. Congress has limitations on it that prosecutors don't in compelling information. But I think, you know, in a case like this, if I was the prosecutor on it instead of a congressional investigator, I would have been neck deep in all of their bank records for months by now. And I'd have gotten through all of them. The committee is kind of having to methodically, you know, find some reason to look at an account. And then, you know, they try to get the records. That's not really the way you would ordinarily do it. I think when they get all of the bank records, this could be much worse.
4: Wow. Andy, it's Richard Weinberg. Let me ask you this question. You had young Mr. Hunter Biden go to the Senate side of the Capitol today, thumbs nose at the House of Representatives subpoena. Does this enhance the power of the, uh, the House to now go after Hunter Biden on a contempt?
10: I'm a little bit skeptical of that. I, you know, Chad Pergram of Fox News, who made that point first, is a really smart guy. And he noted that, like, on the House side, the sergeant at arms could have been dispatched to arrest Hunter if he flouted the subpoena. Whereas since he was on the Senate side, the House sergeant at arms didn't have any um, any jurisdiction to do that. It's an interesting argument. My my comeback to that would be: until Hunter actually didn't show up for the deposition, the sergeant at arms would have had no authority I, to do I anything, that, even but, on the House side.
4: But I agree, with absolute with that, Andy. But now he's thumbed his nose at it. You have the authorization from the House to go forward. Doesn't this put more pressure on Hunter to show up for the in-house deposition?
10: It does. But you know, it, we go back, Judge, to the politics that we just talked about. I don't think there's a prayer that the Biden Justice Department is going to prosecute Hunter Biden for contempt of Congress. I know, you know, we're back to two tiers of justice. I know that they prosecuted Bannon and Navarro, you know, the Trump aides. Can't they go they, to federal you know, court? You
4: got, can't they go to federal court on enforcement actions?
10: Yeah, they they can, but they can't. The court has no power to lock them up. Has, only the Justice Department can prosecute them for criminal contempt and the thing is the Biden Justice Department is part of the the Biden administration whose position on all this is that this is the MAGA Republicans uh you know uh, drumming up a case against biden because of trump
2: yeah you're right they're going to keep doing that no question you know andy i want to get into the politics too because uh here's let me read a statement 2021 president biden said uh people should not defy subpoenas people shouldn't do this that was of course bannon and navarro right okay now Mm -hmm. fast forward he has said all along Uh, I never met my son's business partners. I had nothing to do with my son's business partners. We know that that's a lie. They're in pictures right now together. I mean, even just physically together. Today, Hunter Biden came out and said, my dad was not financially involved in the business. The marker keeps changing. They are parsing words. So, Even separate than the legal, there's a lot of political uh, ammunition that could come up against President Biden between now and then with this inquiry that's just been launched.
10: Yeah, Rita, it's already hurt him very badly in the polls for just exactly the reason you're saying. My only criticism is I think they could tee this up better by saying Joe Biden is the business. You know, they, we keep talking about it's Hunter's business and how do you connect Joe to it? That's the wrong way to look at it. Joe is the business. He is. Without him, there would be no business.
2: Right, right. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, great points, Andy McCarthy, thank you for joining us on, wow, what a big, huge day. Again, uh, the House just a few moments ago has officially voted to formalize the impeachment inquiry into the sitting president of the United States. Joe Biden. Andy, thank you and and thank everybody. You. Wow, what a day. What do we all stand for, guys? Truth, Truth justice and, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. God bless New York.
6: Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto.